This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's up, y'all? want to welcome you back to the Hunt Stand Podcast. Season 2, and this is your host, Will Cooper. The Hunt Stand Podcast is your weekly source for insightful conversations with veteran hunters, dedicated outdoor enthusiasts, and top industry personnel. I'm going to have guests on here who are true experts in their field, diving into the captivating world of our industry and the great outdoors. With each episode, you, the listener, will receive invaluable knowledge, tips, and guidance on how to enhance your skills in the wild and in life. Tune in to be entertained, informed, and driven to reach new heights. The Hunt Stand Podcast is brought to you by Yamaha and its full line of class-defining, adventure-seeking motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-side vehicles. The Hunt Stand Podcast is also brought to you by Springfield Armory and their lineup of Model 2020 Waypoint Rifles. And finally, the Hunt Stand Podcast is brought to you by Stealth Cam. It's never been easier to go wireless with the Command Pro app. Capture high-quality photos and videos of all the action wherever you hunt with Stealth Cam's advanced cameras and data plans tailored to your needs. So make sure you check out their website today, StealthCam.com. Hunt Stand Podcast Season 2. Buckle up. It's going to be a good ride. Let's go. You ready to get this thing rolling then? Yeah, dude. Let's get it. All right, dude. How you doing today, man? Doing well. How about yourself? Good, brother. Can't complain if I did. Nobody listen, right? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, man, welcome back to the Hunt Stand Podcast. I know I had you on here back in the fall. We talked a little bit of elk hunting, kind of giving a report down there because you had some pretty damn good success in September. Yeah. So welcome back, brother. Hey, man. Thanks. I'm uh, excited to be on. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So what I like to do, get every podcast started, man. I like for the guests to just give the listeners kind of that, what I call the 30-foot tree stand view of who you are. So, you know, kind of just tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and how you've gotten to where you are in life, dude. Yeah, man. So I'm, uh, first and foremost, I guess I'm just a hunter. I'm a bow hunter uh, to the heart, man. That's kind of what, what I do, and that's kind of where you've known me from, um, you know, yeah. throughout the years. So uh, that, and I'm a photographer. I uh, I like... I, 
you know, almost just as much as behind the bow being behind a camera and, and just being in the outdoors and, and hanging out with, uh, with good people and like-minded people. So that's, that's kind of my, my view on, uh, on the outdoors. It's just having fun and, and taking it day by day. Dude, how did you get into photography? Like what made you want to pick up a camera? So this is actually a question I do get a lot. Um, and what I remember about it, I guess it's back in 2018, um, 2018 or 2019, one of those, those areas I, uh, I've always loved the outdoors and I've always wanted to like, quote unquote, like film my hunts. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't really know how, and I've been watching shows like, uh, um, I guess one of the biggest ones would be, uh, uh heartland bow hunter. Mm-hmm. So I I've been watching them since I was you know young. And then another one, um, actually I felt like I've discovered them super early on was uh, identical draw. Yeah. So it's like, dude, those guys, um, Nate, Nate over there is, is awesome. Um, but I, uh, I felt like their quality was, was always kind of what I wanted. And I always felt like I had an eye for photography. Mm. So what I did is I just told the wife one day, I was like, I'm just going to buy a camera. And she's like, all right, whatever. And so (laughs) that's what I did. I went out and just spent way too much money on a, on a rig, (laughs) had no clue what I was doing, Mm -hmm. got it in. And like, it didn't shoot good photos or video. I was like, what the hell's, what the hell's this? (laughs) So it's like, I didn't know the first thing about photography, but I felt like I had a good eye for it. Like I always felt like I had more of a creative side, which kind of sounds weird, but I I felt like I did. And and then, so I just, dude, Peter McKinnon was like my, my go-to, like I looked up, I bet you I've watched every video of his, you know, since it's (laughs) the start of his channel. So it's like, I, I watched so many videos on how to get better. And then once I started kind of getting a little bit better, I, dude, I thought I was great. Like I, like first I was terrible. And then like six months later, I was like, yeah, I'm the best I ever was <laughs> absolutely correct. Like still had no clue what I was doing. So I, uh, once I started getting my feet under me though, I kind of started upgrading some lenses and mm-hmm. another camera body. And then, um, you kind of developed my, like my own kind of style, which I felt like I liked more of aesthetically pleasing, um, higher contrast, darker, um, darker shadows and things like that. So, um, and then just kind of started shooting some, uh, some different content, uh, you know, from brands to, uh, just to product photos and, and started networking and meeting the right people. And then it's kind of gotten me where I am, you know, today. So that's kind of how I got into it. I felt like just randomly invested and spent way too much money and then, uh, stuck to it. Cause I see a lot of people, what they do is they, they, they jump in it and they, they immediately want success, but that's mm-hmm. not like, that's completely not, not right. I mean, it's taken me since, you know, four or five years to get where I am. And I'm still not, not anyone, you know, like there's, there's people out there that are way better than me at photography. Um, no way more and in a way more successful at it. So, um, you know, it's just, everyone has their own journey doing it. You just got to mm-hmm. stick to it and, uh, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get out of it what you put into it. How long ago was it whenever you decided to do that? I guess 20, yeah, it's either 2018 or 2019. Now I can't okay. remember. So, So however many years that is, I mean, since COVID things have flown by. So I guess that's been five or six years. Yeah, dude. So I can't can't remember what, yeah, yeah, I guess it has five or six years. Well, and we met, I mean, through IG and everything, I I think 2020 when I was working with a a clothing brand. So we worked together a little bit there and dude, just like watching, seeing your content, watching how it's changed and like your style and like how it's grown has been pretty awesome to see. And then not only that, but just seeing yourself as a brand grow with all these different companies that you've begun to work with, which I want to talk about today, 
But just kudos to you, man. Like you're doing it the right way and just seeing that has been pretty badass to watch. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. And like I said, it's just like a, uh, it's just like, it's always, it's slow going. So yeah. it's like just meeting the right people, keep progressing in your style of photography and videography. Mm-hmm. So like when I first got into this, I wanted to do videography. Like I, I love like Jason Matzinger's, um, yep. all of his video content is unbelievable like Mm -hmm. that's like what i wanted to do and then i quickly got into it and decided that i really hated video uh (laughs) uh, and i tell people this all the time i'm like an instant gratification kind of guy like i like to i like to be able to shoot a photo and then like look on the back of the camera and be like man that is badass like i like that's gonna be sweet when i throw it in the lightroom but like video you can't really do that like it it takes a lot of manicuring it to be able to get that final product so like it might take you a week, two weeks, even three weeks or more just to mm-hmm. get the final cut. And then you're like, okay, that's awesome. Um, and I just like it right then and there. So I quickly kind of transferred a little bit more out of video into more photography based. Um, but yeah, just uh, you, you, what you were saying is how like I've progressed and I appreciate that because I feel like I have as well, because I look at photos even three or four months ago that yeah. I shot and uh, I'm like, damn, that that's not good. <laughs> like, it's like your style always progresses and changes. So, um, I could go back and rework a photo from three months ago. And then today I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. That's way better. It might not be better to everyone, but it's better to me. Like, mm-hmm. it's just your, your style always changes and it always progresses to what you think. So and I think that's important. Um, kind of, you know, not to get stuck in the mud and, and, and be stuck on the same thing over and over and over. I feel like, you know, yeah. doing things a little different is, is good for it. So for sure, dude. And you know, it's kind of funny you say that. I feel like, you know, obviously you are way more ingrained with it than I am, but like you're your harshest critic. Like whenever I get in the Lightroom and like I put something up and you think it's good at the moment and then you put it up on IG or whatever, and you're like, damn, that looks like crap. <laughs> I wish yeah, I had done yeah. that. I've and I've definitely done that before. That's why I uh um that's why I make a I have like a I call it my edit account. Mm-hmm. So on, on Instagram and I actually I post everything to my edit account first and make sure I like it um, aesthetically <laughs> on Instagram uh, before I throw it over on the main page. So, <laughs> heck yeah, dude. Well, man, talk to us a little bit about, you know, you have grown exponentially in the past few years, right? And you've kind of talked about how you got into photography, but I want to talk to you a little bit about something that. Managing HuntStand's social media page and doing other stuff in the past, one of the common things I always saw was people just hitting you up wanting to do stuff and they may or may not have great content. And so let's talk about working with brands. You know, how has that evolved for you, you know, aside from your photography evolving, but how has working with brands changed for you since you begun? So how it's kind of changed for me is just, uh, and this is kind of how I look at it. It's like one, it's not just for well, me working with a brand is not just to benefit me. Yeah. Um, it's also to benefit the company because mm-hmm. if not, if they're not getting any good out of me, then what's the point of them working with me? What's the point of them giving me product or, 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 or monetary value or anything? There's not because um, if they're not seeing that benefit in the person that they're wanting to Hey, then this, why are they doing this in the first place? So, um, what I see, what I think has changed, um, is just the connections. I mean, when I first started this, I knew no one, um, in this, I guess, quote unquote, the, the industry, I didn't know anyone. I yeah. mean, and then 
once you kind of let your work speak for itself, um, that's kind of when it, once someone notices you or notices that work um, that they feel can benefit their company, benefit their Instagram or anything like that are from, from hang tags on clothing to, to banners. Once they, they feel that uh, it can help them and they kind of invest in you, then mm-hmm. it kind of snowballs from there because then you can start connecting with people um, in different ways. I mean, someone knows, for example, if you know someone else in another brand, then we just meet, um, you know, I can meet them as well. And then it just kind of snowballs from there. So just connections. So that's kind of what the the biggest thing for me has just been networking. Um, and, and then just letting my, you know, my, my work kind of speak for itself, man. I, I really don't try to go out there and, and flaunt my work because like I said, I'm my big, biggest critic at the end of the day too, because I mean, um, I don't want, to give something to someone that I don't think is my, you know, highest quality work. So I don't know, I guess to, to answer your question. Yeah, man, it's just networking. It's kind of been what my, my major uh, takeaway from, from doing this the last couple of years. When you first started out, were you that guy that just kind of created that template message that sent it out to a hundred different brands, hoping to get that one? Or oh yeah. Were you? Oh yeah. No, I was, I was. Yeah. Yeah. To, so I really did. Um, I did that at first um, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. And I feel like it does to a, to a certain extent, but I, I did. Um, and I feel like everyone kind of goes to that, but like yeah. at, at first the, the years ago, yeah, I did send that out. And like, you know, someone might, it's like a bait and hook, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you throw it out there just hoping someone bites, but um, you know, and if it, if it works, it works, you know, but everyone kind of has their own, their own path at, at doing things and kind of what they feel is, is right. And yeah, I mean, I, I did do some of that at first, but, um, other ways that I've, I've connected with people and the, the most organic way I would say is face to face, man, is, is the way to do it. Um, yes. and how, how you do that is through, uh, one of the biggest has been total archery challenge. Um, unbelievable. You have a lot of like-minded people there, a lot of brands there. And, um, I met some of my best for actually, literally most of my best friends today I've met at total archery challenges. So it's like, um, they're, um, just face-to-face outdoor events, man, is, is kind of how I, I do things now. Dude, I am right there with you. Like I have met a lot of people at total archery challenge, but to kind yeah. of piggyback on your, uh, uh, networking thing. I mean, it kind of, that kind of falls into the whole line of, it's not about what, you know, it's about, who you know? Who you know? Hundred percent. I wouldn't be in the outdoor industry if it wasn't for that. I mean, yeah. plain and simple. I mean, uh, our content director, who I work with now, work for Josh Dalkey. Um, dude, I met him through a Yamaha Outdoors writing event that we were yeah. hosting when I used to work for Carico TV back in the day, and yeah. so we just kind of stayed stayed in touch over the years, and you know. Here I am now. And so I mean, it's, yeah. it's all about the networking. But what I want to talk about next is uh, patience. There's, I feel like so many people get caught in this uh, mindset that when they see, like, let's take for example, somebody starting out, right? And they're looking at your page and they're like, man, this guy is freaking, he knows what he's doing. Like he's putting out some dope content. And like, I feel like everybody just wants that instant gratification, right? And so, you have been through this over the years now. How did you find the patience to stay the course and just stick with what you were doing to get better and, you know, just lay the path for yourself? Like, how did you find that? Oh, man. Just, uh, I guess, 
just doing what I love, man. And at the mm-hmm. end of the day, if if everything got taken away, as far as if no one, if I didn't work with any brands anymore, um, I'd be all right with it. <laughs> you know, it's like I love what I do, and I love helping these brands out. I love working with all these all all the brands that I do work with. Mm-hmm. Um, but what uh, how I laid that path out is like it's not the end of the day if if I don't sign that contract or I don't work with them because like I'm. I'm still going to hunt. And yeah. like, that's what I am at the end of the day is that I'm a hunter and I'm a photographer and I could still do both of those. Yeah. So that's kind of why I like, I don't stress about anything anymore because it's like, I mean, I'm, I don't do this to show, like, I, I love showing people the life that I live as far as through my work. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love that. But like, it's not the end of the day if, if I can't, you know? So yeah. it's like, I guess that's the path that I, I laid down. It's not, if I don't work with someone, um, any longer, or if they don't want to work with me anymore, any more than fine. I mean, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm still going to be able to go chase that bull or, or, you know, shoot that buck. I mean, so I guess that's kind of, kind of how it is. I just don't stress about it and, and, uh, go shoot photos and shoot my bow as much as I can. Dude, and that's, that's the best way to look at it. I mean, it, it really is. Uh, you know, one of the other things I feel like people kind of fall victim to is, they're so concerned about what everybody thinks about what they're putting on socials, right? Like they might have that buddy or that parent or family member, whoever it is, they just kind of look at it like, what the hell are you doing? Like you need to be doing your full-time job, like focus on that. Like don't focus on this Instagram thing. Did you ever face anything like that when you started out? So I've been fortunate enough to be able to have like a nine to five job. That's very flexible. Yeah. Um, so I have a flexible job, um, that I get to, <laughs> yeah, you uh, do that very, yeah, that I'm very thankful for. So I make my own schedule and I still have to meet a, a deadline at the end of the year, you know, yeah. and, and, and I do, but, um, I get to kind of on the side, uh, pursue other passions as well, which I'm really thankful for. So mm-hmm. it's like, I never really got that too much. Um, nowadays though i'm gone so much as far as on you know hunting trips and and things that uh it's more the wife that gets it she's always getting asked like where's ryan now or like what is he doing now what's he chasing now and she's like you know i don't know she's he's he's somewhere with a bow and like so it's like you know i really never got i never got that too much um but uh people did especially coming from like a small town um people would be like well they didn't understand like the content side of things they don't understand like you can make money from content like people still don't understand that i i I just did taxes the other day and like my tax lady is like what are you talking about like what what is this income like what 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 do you mean you you do something for Instagram and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a long story. So it's like, yeah, it's like people don't really understand that. So coming from a small town, I guess there's a little bit that people just are unaware of. Yeah. I, I get that question too. I'll, uh, people hit my wife up and be like, how do y'all afford for Will to go on so many hunts? <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, most of it's for work. So yeah. Wait, yeah, you get to like, go what? hunting? What? What? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I know I get that all the time, <laughs> dude. Same here, same here. Yeah, the wives they we're uh, I think if you're trying for the listeners out there that are thinking about going down this path, you want to make sure that you marry the, <laughs> marry the right person, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot, with a lot of patience. <laughs> yes, a lot of patience, a good support system. It it yeah. can make you or break you. So you know, let's let's come back to the brand thing. You know, we we talked about how you developed yourself. You know, you've let your content speak for itself. Uh, you got that guy out there that sees you, hits you up on IG, whatever it is, and uh, it's like, man, 
how do you do this? What's the, what's that piece of advice that you give to that that dude or girl that hits you up in your DMs? It's like, man, I want to do what you do. Like, how do I do this? How do I hit up all these brands? Like, how do I how do I get in this? Like you, man. Like, what do you tell that person? Um, do it organically and do it. Um, I would say, and like I said, like there's a lot more people. Well more versed in this than me and, and, and have a lot more experience in this uh, than I do. And, and what I would tell them is just to do it organically and do it. Uh, you know, you, you've got to, you've got to make that company realize that you can help them. Like I kind of went, I stated earlier, it's like, mm-hmm. if you're not going to help them at the end of the day, then what's the point of them helping you? So you've got to be able to convince them that what you're doing for them, is going to help uh them at the end of the day so um i would just say do it organically and and don't don't be the guy who's just uh you know reaching out and sending 10 emails and (laughs) and 10 different instagram messages to marketing directors don't be that guy because all you're doing is burning bridges so um let your work speak for itself create a good media kit that outlines all of your work um and then when you meet people, just network and then give them the opportunity to go look at your work. And if, if they feel like it will fit their brand, then they'll reach out to you. And if not, then, you know, there's plenty of different avenues um, other than that. So that's kind of what I would say is just uh, don't overdo it. Create a good media kit and uh, and do it organically. Wouldn't you say, too, that whenever uh, you show them your work, don't just send them your IG link, right? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of why I went back to the media kit is uh, there's a lot more to this than just a um, an Instagram um, and, and brands really know that nowadays, mm-hmm. especially marketing directors and, and people who are in charge of that, because um, if you can't if, if you're just going to help them out on Instagram, then that's just that's I mean, that's one thing. But uh, there's so many different other avenues of marketing that they that you could be helping that brand out with. So don't just limit yourself to Instagram. Yeah. Um, you know, create a media kit that shows what you can do for that brand. As far as, um, if, if you're in photography that their photo, your photos, if, if they like them, they can be used for an array of different things from, Mm -hmm. um, banners to clothing, hang tags, to uh, website design, to, to Instagram. So there's a lot of different things out there. Don't just limit yourself to Instagram for sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely wise words there. I mean, I think that's something a lot of people should consider. So, you know, we've talked about that person that's hit you up. They want to get started in this. You know, I feel like we've covered the brand aspect pretty well about how to approach them and, you know, make it more well known that you're there to serve them than yourself. I feel like you've made that pretty clear. But uh, what kind of camera gear would you say is good to start with? And the reason I'm asking you this, I feel like there's, I've heard podcasts, I've seen videos where people talk about, oh, just go get the cheapest thing you can get and just start. Well, I think that's a good good thing to do depending on what kind of budget a person's on. But I really want to talk to that person that really wants to get into this. Like, mm-hmm. good body, good lenses. Let's talk about it and let's pick your brain on it, dude. Like, yeah. where, where's a good starting so, point? So if someone is just starting out and they wanted to take it serious and they said, I'm going to do this for the years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would suggest is to one, look at your budget and see how much you can afford. You don't want to just go into debt um, and stress out 
because uh, camera gear is expensive. So whatever your budget can afford comfortably, get the highest dollar camera and lens you can afford. But um, some of the gear that I would see, I would suggest is, man, so I, I shoot with a Canon R and I've been shooting with a Canon R for 29, since 2019, maybe. Mm -hmm. So um, since really about started, I think I actually, my first camera was Canon 80D and I shot it for, oh, probably six months. And I said, okay, uh, the Canon R came out, just came out. And I was like, you know, I'm going to be doing this for a while. I can afford this. I'm going to buy this. And at the time it was a, it was an expensive body. Yeah. Um, then about a year later, the R5 came out. So, um, <laughs> Uh, that's the awesome, the only, that's the thing about camera, uh, about photography. If you, if you want the highest, you know, the, the highest end gear you can get, um, if you buy that six months later, the successor or the, the better version is going to come out. So you can never have the best. They're always making new stuff. So, but, um, the Canon R nowadays, actually, I just saw it as of yesterday has a uh, significantly dropped price. You can get a brand new body for 1200 bucks now. That's not bad. Um, not bad at all. So it's like, I mean, it just dropped from 1800 to 1200, like over the, the last few weeks. So, um, that means they're probably about to come out with another new camera again. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, and there are about three or four models above that now, but I would say anywhere in that, uh, that, and I'm a mirrorless guy nowadays and, it, and I would suggest anyone to shoot mirrorless. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the R6 is a great one. The R6 two is a great one. Um, uh, the Canon R, I would suggest getting somewhere, somewhere like around that realm. And, and if you're, if you want to go to Sony, um, you know, Fujifilm, anything like that, just get around that, that style, um, you know, around that 1200 bucks, somewhere around there is going to get you, um, a camera that you can shoot for years. Um, and then depending if you want to do some product photography, I love a 50 millimeter and I love an 85 millimeter. Um, you can get an 85 1.4, which is an amazing, amazing lens for 400 bucks. Um, and then a 70 to 200, if you want to do some, uh, some photography on hunts or, or something like that. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you can get, you don't have to go with a Canon either, an L lens, you can go with a Sigma, um, which is a great lens too. And you can get that for used for, you know, 500 bucks. So, uh, I would suggest somewhere around those lines, um, of, of picking something of, of that, that quality year and you'll be good to go. So you'd probably say a good budget for the guy, gal out there right now that's listening to this two grand would be a good starting point yeah oh and it's dude you could get you could get away with two grand and shoot amazing photos yeah i mean in videos you you could do it um for two grand you can do it for less than that if you go mm -hmm. used and i i suggest people to to look at used gear um i would say probably 80 percent of my camera lenses that i have are used off facebook marketplace i was about um, to say yeah. And, and I mean, I got a, my 51.2 that I shoot with, which is, you know, a $1,500 lens. Mm. Um, I got it for 700 bucks and it was basically brand new when I got it. So definitely look at used, um, out there. Don't be afraid to, I just kind of, you know, be sure you know what you're looking at and, and look at the, uh, the quality of it and the, you know, what kind of condition it is in before you buy it. Absolutely. So what about, I want to pick your brain a little bit about lenses because I feel like this is such a giant wormhole that people could mm -hmm. get lost into. I mean, especially if you're starting out, I mean, it's, it's an overwhelming thing. I mean, I hear you talking about a 50 millimeter lens at 80 or 85. Um, and then there's some variable zooms and, you know, do you prefer those fixed lenses? Like your prime lenses per se, or yeah. do you feel like a variable zoom is good for somebody starting out? That's getting into this. 
I covered this extensively on a podcast recently with uh, Aaron Snyder, actually. Yeah. And I am a I'm a prime guy. I'm a fixed lens guy. Um, and this is the reason is because one, it creates a your depth of field in Boca is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's buttery. It's great. It looks amazing. It, your your photos are tack sharp um, when you dial your settings in. And so that's one of my main reasons. But two, if someone's just starting out, um, and this is kind of what I covered on that other podcast too, is a fixed lens. What it's going to make you do is it's going to make you be creative. Um, it's going to make you get different angles. It's going to make you shoot different than a, say, say you go get a zoom lens, a 7,200, um, which what nine out of 10 times, what that person's going to do, if you give someone new it, they're going to max that out all the way to 200 and they're going to shoot with that anyway. They're just going to back up. And they're going to stay in one position. So it's like, um, it's like, why, why not get something that will create you to make you move your feet and, uh, and, and get different angles. So I suggest that, but then again, like if you're, if you're hunting, if you're, uh, filming someone hunting or you're taking photos of someone hunting, you're going to need something with a little longer focal range. So 7,200 is great. So, um, dabble in a little bit of both. I mean, if you're, if you're new to it, um, the first lens I would get, if you're brand new to photography is a 50 millimeter. Yeah. Um, a little, they call it the nifty 50. It's because, um, you can do so much with that lens as far as if it's uh, photography or videography. Um, the aperture on it is mm-hmm. going to be, um, or it's going to be a, an F stop on it. it's going to be a, a lot of them are 1.8. I shoot with a 1.2, which allows, allows a lot of light in. So I could shoot, um, in a little darker, um, scenarios and, um, it's just an unbelievably tack sharp lens. So, I mean, you can get a 1.8, a Canon 1.8, 50 millimeter for like a hundred bucks oh, and it no. shoots amazing photos. So it's like, I would get something like that. Um, and then if you can, uh, if you can afford a 7,200, a 2.8, definitely snag that too. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. I think, so those are probably two good solid lens having that, like you said, the nifty 50 lens, and then mm-hmm. just a good variable zoom. So, I mean, if you're wanting to do photography and you're wanting to film hunts or fishing trips or whatever you're doing in the outdoors, those are those are two good ones to go with. Yeah. I like yeah, it. 100%. I like it. You know, you got any little Ryan Haynes tricks up your sleeves that you like to use when it comes to photography and, and getting into Lightroom? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, don't use a laptop. <laughs> now, why, why is <laughs> that? That's one of my tricks um, because so um, years ago when I started editing um, extensively on uh, Lightroom, what mm-hmm. I found out is what I was doing is I was exporting all of my uh, photos into my computer. I was I was <laughs> clicking every photo I wanted to uh, export into Lightroom and I'd import them into Lightroom. I would edit them every single one of them. I'd edit them and I'd be like, oh, yeah, these are awesome. I export 15 photos to my phone and then I'll look at it on my phone and from my laptop to my phone, it was like two completely different photos. The, the colors from what I thought the colors look like on the laptop is what I wanted them to be. When I exported them to the phone, they were completely different and it just bugged the heck out of me, man, because like I didn't want that color to look like that. So um, what I found is, I don't know if it's something in the export. I mean, mm-hmm. I've tried everything. I even called Adobe and was like, Hey man, why is this doing this? And they were like, you know, we've had that problem before. And then they were like, try going to the, the updated version of Lightroom, which I hate. I like Lightroom CC. Like I like the old school Lightroom. So what I was doing is I would, I, I tried that same thing. Like the, the colors just weren't different. I tried a different laptop, same thing. 
So I don't know what was going on, but what I found out is when I was editing on my phone, um, first off, it's super easy to export raw photos to your, from your camera body straight to your phone via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. Super easy. So then when I'm on hunting trips or something, I don't have to have a laptop at all. I literally just export all my photos to my phone, mm -hmm. edit them, and then boom, we're done. Because the colors on your phone are always going to be the same. So it's like whatever you edit it to, when you export it to your, your photos, um, it's, it's there. It's good yeah. to go. So that's one of my tricks um, that I do is I edit on my phone for every photo that I do. Um, Lightroom Mobile is unbelievable. It's super easy. Create your own presets and then you're good to go. Dude, I was wondering, before you and I got to share a mule deer camp together uh, two years ago, I always wondered about that. Whenever I'd see your photos, I'd see you'd be on like these hunts or you'd be up in the tree stand and you're posting, you know, yeah. essentially semi-live photos yeah. on your IG while you're waiting. And I always used to think, how the hell is he kicking this content out so fast? Is he taking yeah. his freaking laptop out with them? And then when I got to share that camp with you and, yeah. you know, in today you're just Bluetoothing over photos and you're sitting there showing me like, damn, that's how and, he does it. It's 10 times faster. I mean, a lot, you don't have to export or import photos to your computer. Then mm -hmm. you don't have to scroll through all the raw, I mean, the JPEG files. Cause what I would do first is I would, and if you're shooting a hundred photos, if you're shooting 200 photos, what, what you have to do if you export it to a computer or import it, my bad, yeah. is you have to, if you want to, if you want to sift through all the photos, if you try to sift through raw files on a computer, it's like, it takes forever to load. Horrible. So what you have to do is you have to, um, you have to shoot and I do this anyway, I shoot in JPEGs and raw at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I would sort, I would sift through all of the, um, JPEG photos. I would have to say, you know, I shoot a hundred photos, say there's 20 of them that I wanted to use. Yeah. I would have to write the number down on a piece of paper of which photos I wanted to do. Then I would have to import that number of raw files into mm. my computer. Then I'd have to edit each photo. Then I'd have to export it to my computer. Then I'd have to, um, airdrop those to my phone. It takes way too long. And at the end of the day, time's money, you know, and, and I'm yes. a very, like I said, I am a, instant gratification person. So once I started editing on my phone, mm -hmm. it made things so much easier. I actually wanted to go shoot photos. And when I, when I, uh, looked through my photos on my phone live through my camera, um, when I'm exporting, I can, I can click each photo that I want to upload, yeah. um, export it to my phone, edit it. And I'm done. I mean, it takes a quarter of the time. Colors are going to be the same way easier. Um, and that's something you can't do with video. So that's again, why well, like photos of our video <laughs> not only that but if you're doing it on your phone it makes it easier to throw them into reels for yep. all the social platforms oh, yeah. and then have you found i don't know how quick you turn around content i mean i do because i've worked with you but like i know some brands uh they can have a lot of asks right mm -hmm. have you found that being able to do that on your phone has essentially strengthen a relationship with the brand because you're able to kick that out so fast yeah oh yeah especially when it comes to photos um i'll tell people like if someone like i had someone reach out to me the day that i work with and they're like hey um if you have this can you shoot this we need it for you know our website and i was like yeah i can have that in 30 minutes <laughs> like or i can have that tonight when the light gets good like i can do that tonight i'm, I'm you know if it's something with my bow if it's something with arrows if it's something with um, 
binoculars like i'm mm-hmm. like yeah just wait till it uh the sun starts getting soft i'll go shoot that photo tonight and i'll have it to you by this evening so it's like yeah I, I, it does it makes it super easy or if i uh if i'm already in that scenario where like i can shoot a photo now i'm like okay i'll have that to you in 10 minutes <laughs> i go shoot it export it and i, and I send it over so yeah it, it makes things super easy um it, i don't have to stress about um especially photo content anymore yeah. uh, because i can do it all right there yeah, especially when you're waiting for that buck to walk by, you can just crank that out real fast, dude. Oh, super quick, man. I mean, I my buck this year, I it's funny because I shot I shot two good bucks this year, but the one the first one I shot, I shot it, I kill photos, export it to Instagram immediately. <laughs> so fast. I mean, it's like it took no time. So yeah, it's uh now I will say like I still use my computer some. So what I'll do is I'll um say there's something that I have to Photoshop out. Um if I want to use Photoshop, obviously I have to export it to or import it to my laptop and mm-hmm. then um, Photoshop something out and then export it back to my phone, which still takes no time. But yeah, I'll, I'll edit it first before I do that, though, and then I'll I'll take out whatever is needed. Oh, yeah. Well, man, I think we've got a lot of really good nuggets here on this episode and uh, I know we're starting to run out of time here. So, you know, any kind of last minute advice, if you will, as corny as that sounds for the listeners out there, just in regard to photography and doing what you do and working with brands in the industry. Yeah. Um, like I said, last minute, I guess tips would be be yourself. Don't be someone that's fake. Don't over promise and under deliver. Yes. That is something I can't stress enough. Um, you only have so much time in the day. Um, and you only have so much, uh, um, you know, work available. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of these people have nine to five jobs as it is. Don't, don't put that in, je- don't jeopardize that you're nine to five, you're living to do this. But also if you don't, I mean, if you don't have a nine to five and this is what you're doing full time, that's great. But then again, don't overpromise and under deliver. You have a lot of people to make happy. So, um, and, and people understand that brands understand that. Um, so do the best you can shoot, high quality stuff. And at the end of the day, don't stress to get content. And I can't stress that enough because a lot of us are hunters at the end of the day. So don't, don't put hunting. If you are a hunter, don't put that behind, you know, getting your content. Um, because if you start doing that, you're going to start hate hunting. (laughs) You're going to hate it, dude. You're going to hate bringing the camera into the back country. You're going to hate, um, you know, uh, shooting photos for people anymore because you don't get to hunt as much. So it's like, that's what I would say is just don't stress about doing it, do it when you can, but stress that to the brand that you're working with or trying to work with. I'm going to do the best of my ability, but at the end of the day, I'm a hunter. I can get this for you and then, you know, capitalize on that. Last question for you, man. Do you plan on doing this full time one day? Mm. You know, um, probably not, you know, I, as much as I'd want to, like I said, I have, I have a good gig as mm-hmm. it is. Um, um, I have a good gig. I think I probably could at some point, but it would have to, it'd have to make sense. Yeah. Um, and I've been asked before to join, yeah. you know, to do this full time. I've, I've been asked from a few different companies, but it's like, it's just, uh, again, I don't want to. I get to hunt a lot <laughs> the way I am. And like I said, at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a hunter first. I'm a photographer second. I'm a brand creator second. But if anything gets, if anything's going to jeopardize my time out in the woods, then I'm not, 
you know, I'm not going to do it. So if it makes sense one day to where I can hunt as much as I do now and create content and still make a living and, and not have to give up anything that I have for my, like my family, my wife or not give up my wife, but give it, you know, I, I give <laughs> yeah. her a home. She's not going to listen her, to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I give a, you know, I, I have a, you know, I'm at a good place in my life right now to where um, I don't want to jeopardize that. So, you know, I'm never going to, I'm not going to say no, because if it makes sense one day to where I can, then mm-hmm. yeah, I'm definitely going to do it, but I'm going to have to be able to hunt as much as I can and uh, not stress about it. So uh, I would say that's a, it's an on the fence maybe. Dude. And I feel like that's a pretty common theme when I've talked to a lot of people is we all have this passion of the outdoors. We love to bow hunt, rifle hunt, whatever it is, but we have the shared interest of chasing game and having fun putting meat in the freezer. That's what we love to do. It's a passion. And I feel like a lot of people like yourself, uh, a common thing that I've heard is people have started out. They've started gaining more and more success, more notoriety. The next thing they know, they're in a position where it's like, damn, you mean I don't have to clock in nine to five anymore? I can be my own boss and I can do this for a living and get paid more? Sold. Mm -hmm. Except Cam Haynes. That dude kept his desk job the whole time. Which is insane, uh, yeah. but he he loved it, man. He loved it. He he liked the routine of things. He liked yeah. uh, he he liked he liked that, and I can I can respect that. So yeah, yeah it's like I said, I'm never gonna say no. Yeah. Um, if it makes sense, it makes sense. Just right now, it doesn't make sense. So, um, you know, in five years, in two years, next month, it could. Who knows? You know, you just never know where it's gonna take you. Hell, you might get a call this afternoon. You never know. Exactly. So I'm waiting on that call and hopefully it's worthwhile, but we'll see. <laughs> well, dude, tell everybody where they can find you on IG or any other platforms you got. Yeah. So you can just find me at uh, Ryan Haynes, you know, H-A-I-N-E-S is the last name. So um, find me on on that. I don't do as much on YouTube anymore, mm-hmm. uh, but you can find it under One, one Shot Productions. And uh, mainly just Instagram right now is kind of what I do. I like sharing photos and reels. So um, that's kind of my... Uh, I don't think you hear my dogs barking. Sorry. But um, yeah, that's kind of my, uh, the only place you'll really see me much. No TikTok yet? No, I tried it and I got, I got uh, my first two TikToks got uh, banned. So that was my, <laughs> <laughs> that was my out right there. I said no more. So sure. yeah, no TikTok. No TikTok. Uh, well, man, I really appreciate your time today. Hopping on the HuntStand podcast, talking photography, working with brands and going down a few rabbit holes. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude. Till next time. Yes, sir.